Welcome to the Void Sea. For the next two weeks, we'll be showcasing a new Blades in the Dark game, Leviathan Song. It follows the sailors on the great Leviathan hunter ships as they sail the seas in pursuit of the massive, immortal demons whose blood fuels the Empire. You can find the game at bladesinthedark.com under Resources and Blade Supplements. There will be a link in the show notes. It's a really, really cool game with tons of history and lore, and we barely scratched the surface of it. I highly recommend checking it out. Next month is International Podcast Month. Starting September 1st, visit internationalpodcastmonth.com for actual plays, audio dramas, nonfiction episodes, blog posts, and more. You'll be able to hear me as the GM of Mission Accomplished, a game of super spies and office politics, and as a player in Songs for the Dusk, a forged-in-the-dark game about hope, rebuilding, and community in a post-apocalyptic world. You can also hear our good friend Waffles as the GM of Delver and as a player in Descent into Midnight. I'll share links as soon as those episodes become available. Next, Minna is going to tell us about this month's featured charity. This month, I would like to urge you to look for organizations providing health services and emergency resources like food pantries in your community. I will be making a donation to the St. Petersburg Free Clinic, which is a multi-service independent nonprofit that provides assistance with food, shelter, and health care to the underserved in Pinellas County. Currently, they are experiencing increased need, and they are committed to continuing to provide services, including a drive through food pantry. You can donate with me by going to stpetersburgfreeclinic.org slash donate. Thank you. Please continue to do what you can, contact representatives, donate money, protest, educate, to fight against the seemingly countless instances of cruelty, injustice, and greed plaguing our world. But also make time for yourself. Play a game with friends, watch a movie, read a book, enjoy a meal. We can't be angry or despairing all the time. Happiness and joy are important, maybe even more important now. It's not just okay to step back for a little bit. It's necessary to give yourself breaks. That's how we keep up the fight. Now then, let's get started, shall we? We open up on the docks in Duskwall. The docks hold a great many ships, but none greater than the Leviathan Hunters. And as we look over the docks, we see one of these great Leviathan Hunters pulls away from the dock. It's uh, smokestacks emanating uh, a blue-green tinged smoke. The sails are a deep black uh, and are currently furled. Some might say that the sails are black as the void sea, but the captain... Lady Ikram Ankiat would say that, rather, they are as black as the sands of Aruvia. What she wouldn't tell you is about the runes and wards embroidered in black upon the black sails. Runes that appeal to demons for safe passage and good fortune. That sort of thing is frowned upon in Duskwall, but Lady Ankiat isn't originally from Duskwall. Her ship, the Steadfast Star is owned by the noble house Dunville, and it is setting out, as it has done for a great many seasons, to hunt a leviathan, one of the massive immortal demons that float throughout the void sea, 
their blood is what fuels the Empire. Where do we find the two of you uh, on the ship as it sets out from Duskwall? Isabel is on the deck. She is gathering up some lines and looping it up and uh, making sure it's put away properly. Okay, and and tell us about Isabel. What is what is her full name? What does she look like? Uh, yeah, so Isabel Rhodes is um, broad-shouldered, like average height, maybe like five seven, five eight. Um, and she has just like this really massive, just shock of red hair, and she's heavily freckled. Um, uh, lightly like scarred like a little bit on her arms and face um she's been on shifts her entire life um so and she's like super used to you know just fending off leviathans and spawns and all that stuff so she's a little scrappy looking she wears uh like a a deep v uh kind of plain shirt uh with high-waisted pants just some standard boots and yeah that's it all right well first of all i'm gay (laughs) <laughs> second of all, second of all, Ahava, I think, is maintaining the weapons. I don't know if, like, Leviathan Hunters have, like, a whole array of harpoons or cannon or yeah, anything. Yeah, there, there is an armory that is kept uh, very locked down because there's a lot of different factions and gangs on the ships, and you don't want those people to be armed. <laughs> right. So I, I'm in there checking on that stock and maintaining them and cleaning them out a little bit. Okay. I, I'm also using the opportunity to lurk, look for some sort of walking stick to lean on. She doesn't seem to need it, but she usually has one. Okay. Huh. On ships where it's allowed, she just straight up carries a harpoon with her. But <laughs> <laughs> It is not allowed on this ship. Ahava is a slight Aruvian woman, has lots of scars, across her face and body and arms. She also has a penchant for the deep V shirt, although in this case, it's more of the looser, frilly kind that you traditionally think of pirates as wearing. Yeah, Um, Isabelle's is not frilly at all. Right. It's very utilitarian. (laughs) With the the loose sleeves and the like. Oh, yeah. Um, But then also tight, high-waisted pants and long boots. Nice. Yeah, I think that that's kind of a... A lot of folks on the ship are, are wearing similar sorts of gear. It's all very utilitarian. Yeah, so the ship uh, sets out into the Void Sea. The Master Augur is uh, reading the nightly movements of the stars to zero in on the location of a, of a Leviathan. Uh, some things that, that you'll, you'll kind of... Are, are either of you... Um, have you been on this crew long, or are you both new to the crew? I think Ahava is new. Yeah. Uh, how long has this crew been around, do you think? A while. A while? I would say Isabel is not super new, um, but she's, you know, definitely sailed on the star, um, a couple times. Like, she's, okay. you know, has her circles, and, like, she's made her way around the crew. Okay. So, what, what... Isabel will have seen, and, and what Ahava will, will quickly learn, is there's a few sort of different uh, groups operating on the ship. One, if, if either of you are at all familiar with the politics of Duskwall, uh, nope. you will quickly learn that the, uh, the remains of the gang, uh, the Red Sashes, um, have a lot of members here. Their, their gang was apparently wiped out, mostly, in Duskwall, and 
since Lady Ankyat uh, is herself a Ruvian, um, she offered uh, her ship as sort of a both uh, an escape from Duskwall and the gangs trying to wipe them out, and also new work. So there's a lot of red sashes on board, um, and they are deeply loyal to the captain. There's also a number of uh, members of the gang, uh, the Foghounds. Um, they're smugglers, and uh, sometimes when criminals get caught in Duskwall, uh, they are not sent out to the Deathlands or sent to prison. They get put on a Leviathan Hunter to uh, serve their sentence there. They tend to get the worst of the worst jobs. Um, I think this might be why uh, Ahava, you're a little bit you're a little bit higher in rank, even though you're also new, because you joined up voluntarily. You're not, uh, you know, prison scum, basically. Right. And there's also a couple cults. One of them is one that both of you would be familiar with from being on Leviathan Hunters in the past, uh, the Unbroken Sun. They, they, that's the name of the forgotten god that this cult follows. A lot of their rituals and worship are tied around the destruction of, of demons and other supernatural entities. So <laughs> a lot of them just tend to join up with Leviathan hunter ships because <laughs> by hunting the Leviathans and killing the spawn, they are serving their god. Okay. So they're a pretty common sight on Leviathan Hunters. They tend not to cause a lot of problems. Most people are, are fine with them. You know, they, they make good defenders during the harvest. The other cult is the Closed Eye. Um, this one seems to be unique to this ship. I don't think either of you have encountered it before. You're not super clear about what their cult is about. Uh, it, they're a very insular group. Um, and pretty much everybody who works under the Master Augur is part of this cult. From, from what you see after a, a few nights uh, on the ship is that all the members of this cult will go up on the deck, take a lot of drugs, and just have these group visions and dream states where they just sort of ramble off whatever they happen to be seen, and the, the Augur will, will take notes and use that to help locate the Leviathan, they use that as part of their predictions. That actually sounds dope as fuck. How yeah. do I sign up? <laughs> like me, myself, like Kim, like Isabella and Blair don't need to do this, but I am interested. But um, yeah, they seem to be kind of part of, of the group that is helping to track the Leviathan. You'll also notice this ship doesn't have a dedicated doctor. Oh, it's just sometimes there are gaps in the crew, and at present, there is not a, a master of medicine on board. Unfortunately, this means that if anybody gets hurt or ill, it defaults to the master auger, and nobody really wants the uh, weird, creepy alchemist scientist uh, to be responsible for your medical care because yeah. it's like 50-50 odds if you'll actually get treated or if you're going to be used for some kind of experiments. I love Jeff Wormwood. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so the ship sets out. The days pass. Um, and as much as you can tell that they are passing, you really only see, again, the, the sun uh, briefly at dusk and dawn. And... Lady Ankyat, the captain, runs a pretty tight ship. 
she is the sort of person it's easy to be loyal to. She is very confident. She's very charming. There's rumors that she used to be a pirate herself. You know, she she deals with uh, problems that arise swiftly, but doesn't seem to be cruel about it. People who cause problems are, are locked in the brig or knocked down to, uh, well, the chum lottery. But it's always pretty fair. People understand yeah. why somebody's being punished. So there's not a lot of... There doesn't seem to be anybody on this ship who wants to mutiny, uh, which is nice. <laughs> Most Leviathan hunters are not run so well. What kind of things do, do each of you get up to during this first first week or so at sea? So is it one of... Uh, not one of. Uh, Isabel's vice is gambling. So she spends a lot of time um, just, you know, like playing craps and cards and dice and drinking and just, you know, fraternizing with her fellow crew members. Yeah. Arm wrestling. Uh, and I mean, that's that's an easy thing to find uh, people who are, are happy to, to join in those sorts of games as oh, well. Yeah. Josie, what does, uh, what does Ahava get up to? This is actually a slightly different characterization than I was thinking about, but I think I like this better. I think I kind of want to establish myself as sort of a Long John Silver type. Oh my god. You know, just god. sort of friendly and smiley and full of full of stories. I, I want to gain a reputation for, like, telling stories. Yeah, I like that a lot. But I kind of have a specific goal here. I want to share lots of tales of Leviathan hunts and other things at sea. Maybe things they haven't heard of before, with the goal of making people a little bit afraid. Did you have any ideas about stories that you wanted to tell? Um, yeah, I want to. I want to tell stories of like monsters that aren't leviathans or leviathans that do things they're not supposed to be able to do and stuff. Yeah, and generally kind of make people a little wary of like. Well, well, are we going to encounter that on this one? I like that doesn't sound real, but yeah, y you know, something that maybe isn't disturbing in the moment, but when they lay down to sleep, it's like, yeah, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> do you tell the story of of what happened to your ship? I think I do, but in the third person, I definitely tell at least I definitely tell several stories of the Red Serpent. So some of these stories may be familiar to Isabel. Yeah, I think I'll I'll leave it if if Isabel overhears one of these stories or maybe overhears somebody talking about the red serpent. Yeah, I f I feel like the first time it happens uh, where um Isabel overhears this is that I I like to think that she's in the background like working on something or checking up on something. She's mm -hmm. so she's only half listening, half paying attention, but like her ears still kind of perk up. She's like, wait a I, minute. I kinda like the image of Ahava crouched down in a gambling circle, only half heartedly participating because she's too busy telling the story. And Isabella's like right behind <laughs> her with her back turned and is like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I so I think that over the course of the first couple weeks of this voyage, the two of you don't necessarily interact directly much. No, not too, too much. But you, I think Isabel particularly, just in conversation, you, you're you hearing about that Leviathan a lot more than you expect. It's, yeah. it's weird how much it's coming up. Um, as 
the the days and nights at sea go by. Eventually, the the master auger says that that they have kind of they've they've narrowed in on a particular leviathan. It is one that uh, named so mm-hmm. the leviathans are immortal. Yeah, uh, and they all have unique appearances. So they are known to the the captains, like their behaviors, their kind of what their spawn are are usually like, where they can often be found, and they all have have names and and epithets. So the master auger shares with the crew that you all are hunting uh, Sogmaroth, the godless prophet. Oh, Jeez. I fucking love That's that. That's metal as hell. <laughs> that is so uh, good. I, I can't I can't take credit for the godless prophet uh, that was in the, the book, but I was just like scrolling through the descriptors and I got to that and I'm like, oh, that's it. That's badass. <laughs> so what you, you kind of learn about the godless prophet is like all Leviathans, it is massive. Um, you can't like, like it, you know, when... Most of them, when you see them, they resemble islands. Uh, this one mm-hmm. is like a, a perfectly circular island, um, and it has a a hard upper shell like a nautilus. And it's said that if you walk the shell, kind of following the the spiral of that shell all the way inward to the very center, without stopping, without straying, if you do that, the prophet will give you a vision. But, of course, that's just a story. Nobody has ever done that because to walk across a Leviathan without being stopped is impossible. Right. So that is the one that you are hunting. You now have a specific target. And about three weeks after you set out from Duskwall, I think that the two of you are both on the deck, not super close to each other, not working together, just on the deck doing your own things. Mm Mm-hmm. And the two of you, and pretty much everybody else on the deck and on the ship, notices something strange. The, it t- and it takes a second to kind of pin it down. You've grown so used to the, the sound of the engines, the, the way that the ship vibrates ever so slightly uh, as they rumble under your feet, um, that it takes a second to realize that the, what you're feeling that's weird is the engines sputtering and stuttering oh that's not good it's not and so quickly everyone rushes to to the rail to look over and what everyone sees are these massive barnacle like creatures that have latched onto the hull they are like you you couldn't necessarily easily get your arms around one they're they're huge, so, you know, several feet across, and they are layering onto the hull of the ship. And you're guessing from where the two of you are standing, you you can't uh, necessarily see that they are are getting into the the engines, getting into the blades. Mm-hmm. And so very quickly, the the sailing master um, Ignazio Whitesmith strides onto the deck and starts barking commands, pointing at people, telling them to to lower the sails, and uh, to get out the harnesses. Mm-hmm. And the two of you, through coincidence, have ended up standing next to each other, and each of you gets a, a harness thrown to you, uh, along with some kind of scraping implement. Uh-huh. And you are told to harness up, 
lash yourselves to the rail and go over the side and start scraping these things off just like everybody else on the deck. Yay. Yeah. So <laughs> the two of you are going over the side together. Your, your harnesses will hold unless uh, rolls start going badly. But yeah, this is kind of your, your first uh, <laughs> challenge is getting down the side and starting to deal with these things. Okay. Uh, what are we rolling? I think first you're going to need to roll something to kind of maneuver down the side of the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, safely and, and slowly and carefully. Um, Is that a, would that be a prowl? Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, probably prowl. It's going to be risky... I'm going to say greater effect because you do have these uh, pretty decent harnesses that you're working with. What uh, what kind of weapons do you think that each of you were thrown? Like, I don't think this is something that you picked. This is just whatever you, somebody from the quartermaster's crew tossed at you. Uh, I like the idea of a big whacking stick. <laughs> Ooh, I know. Yeah, what are you thinking? Isabel was given a machete. Nice. Yeah, yeah. They would absolutely have machetes. So I got a four. I rolled I mm I rolled double ones. Ooh, okay. That's not good. No, no, don't say ooh okay. That's not okay. So I hate this. So I think Kim, you your harness, like the the you're you're kind of, you know, belaying down on rope a little bit, basically. Yeah. And something happens with the knot that you tied up on the rail, uh, and you start slipping down very quickly. And, like, I think you, you managed to, to catch it and stop yourself, but you are, like, right above these barnacles. You're very close to them, and you're the only person kind of within their range. Yep. Uh, so you are going to be, I think, in a desperate position on your next roll, because uh, you're, you're kind of the only juicy target around. Mm-hmm. Um, Hava, you are able to... to move down more more slowly in a more controlled way. I think I'm going to just give you reduced effect cuz you I think you see this person next to you go shooting down the side uh-huh. and you're like, "Ooh, I better be really careful." And so you go much more slowly down the side than you would otherwise. So you don't want to go shooting down towards the barnacles. Right. Um yeah, so yeah, you're you're just still a ways up. Uh, on the ship. Uh, Isabel, what would you like to, to do about these these very large spiky things that are scoot, scoot, scooting towards you? I think she's just going to hack away at them and try to get them away from her. So would that be a skirmish? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm good at that. Yeah, so this this is going to be desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, standard effect. Uh, all right, I got a four. Four, okay. You do it, but there's a consequence. So I think that you you manage to hack away at one of them and and slash into it, and it it oozes this sort of like pearlescent bluish blood as oh. it falls away. Uh-huh. And from the rail above you hear, get boats out, get the spawn! And you see boats being lowered because they're going to be collecting these corpses. Right. But that's not your job. <laughs> no. Uh, and I think in that moment of distraction, you, you look up at that shout. Um, one of the other, I'm calling them barnacles, but in my head they look like giant sea urchins. Just uh, kind of 
scoots closer to you and then sort of lunges forward and pierces you with a bunch of the barbs. Hmm, can I resist that? Yeah, it's going to be level three harm. Okay, what am I when I'm rolling to resist prowess? Yeah. Okay. Let me read. Penalties from harm are one level less severe. Okay, yeah, four. Four. Okay, so you're going to take two stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will... Uh, so the way that I'm reading this ability is that the penalties are lower, right. but it still goes... So it's going to go in the level two harm slot. Right. But you're taking... You will have, have lesser less effect. effect. All right, I'll make a note of that next to it. And so I think that, you know, it, it, it lashes out with these, these barbs. Um, and I think instead of you getting impaled just sort of like through your torso, you manage to, to kind of twist and they like scrape along your back and some of them hit you in the arm and then you manage to, to swing out of the way. Ahava. I think seeing that Isabel just got stabbed, I, I kind of want to not like outright jump, but like drop rapidly the rest of the way, mm-hmm. just with my stick outstretched so I can just use gravity to smack this thing off the ship. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely do that. Or you can try to do it. I am good at skirmish. We're stabby girls. Yeah, I think we are stabby skirmish girls. would make sense. Uh, risky position standard effect for this. Okay. I got a six. Nice. Yeah. Tell me Tell me what this looks like with you whooshing down from above. I think seeing Isabel go over the side really quick, I, I, t- I took a few moments to make double sure mine was secure and start lowering down slowly. But now that I see people are getting stabbed, especially her, I'm like, all right. So I just sort of loosen my grip on the rope a little bit and drop down rapidly, not caring about the rope burn. Mm-hmm. Oof. And then... Just with my stick pointed down, so it just slams into the urchin. Yeah, yeah, and uh, with a six, uh, you you crash into this thing, and it it goes flying off into the sea. And I think now I'm next to Isabel, and I'm like, little well, practice, huh? Shut up and help me take care of these things. She's bossy. <laughs> <laughs> she is under a lot of stress right now. <laughs> Does Ahaba recognize Isabel? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay, okay. Uh, she probably would not have gone her, out of her way to defend anyone else on the ship. Mm. Yeah. But she's like, yeah. okay, <laughs> I know this person. <laughs> All right, so I am, I, I should have done this when you two got down here. I'm going to start a clock, a six-tick clock um, that two are filled in right now. Uh, the two of you need to fill this clock to clear your section of hull. Okay. Barnacle urchin things are, are yeah, as soon as, it's, it's tough going because like as soon as you knock one off, another one inches, on. oozes its way up the hull to take its place. Mm-hmm. Um, you, around this time, there's kind of a shudder through the ship as the engine like shuts down completely because they can't clear the blades while the blades are moving. Right. So the, the ship is right now dead in the water, uh, which is an eerie thing out here. You do have sails, so if for some reason the, the engines don't start again, you're not going to be totally stuck. We'll just be at the mercy of the wind, really. Yeah, it's still not a pleasant feeling to feel those engines turn off. Oh, no. But yeah, you've, you've got a whole bunch of, of critters. You've got stabbing and poking implements. Have at it. Uh, can I just roll skirmish again? Because I think all that um, Isabel's going to do is just keep on hacking away at these things. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so I will say it's going to be, if you're just going after one, mm-hmm. it'll be risky standard. If okay. you'd like to go after more than one, you can kind of describe how you want to try and do that. And I'll, I'll adjust either the position or the effect accordingly. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I'll go for two. I don't mind. Okay. Because <laughs> what else could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> How do you want to try to get two of them? Do you want to like slash at one and kick one? Do you want to try Ooh. and do like a big wide sword sweep? I, I was imagining um, uh, just really grand sweeping gestures, but I now that you put the idea in my head, I really do like um, kicking one and slashing at one. So I think I want to do that instead. Okay, so that is going to make it... Um, desperate standard because you're basically sticking your leg into this mass of spines oh wait you're right Mm. it ups the the chances that you're gonna get hurt yeah okay i think i'm just gonna stick with the machete then okay so but you're still gonna try and get two yes okay so that'll be risky reduced okay that's fine you are as always welcome to push yourself to try and increase your effect Mm, no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Not fair yet. Enough. I'm, I'm going to wait till the Leviathan gets here for that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah. Highest was a two. Oof. So I hope you all enjoyed <laughs> Isabel Rhodes. She's going to die now. <laughs> no. She's about to go you overboard. Have, you have so much stress and harm left. You're fine. Uh, what you don't have is a sword. No. No, I only have <laughs> One of a them. really big knife. Well, you had you had a machete. Now you don't have a machete because I think well they they took it. <laughs> I think it gets I think that it. you you slash down into these urchins mm-hmm. and like one of them like as you're slashing down the spines just like curl inward and catch around it in this cage and then it like it oh, twists uh-huh. and just rips it out of your hands. Oh, I don't like that. So you, you've harmed both of them. But now my weapon's gone. Uh, unless, like, you... Uh, it is reasonable to assume that basically everyone on this crew... You're not allowed to carry weapons openly. Mm-hmm. It's fair to assume everybody has a boot knife. Mm. Right. So you, you can have a boot knife. All right. Should I, should I mark off a blade or two or something? We didn't go overload. Uh, this isn't really the quote-unquote score, so you... You're very limited in what you can have on you. It's kind of, you got the weapon that you got handed, and you can have a boot knife. Okay. So, if you want to mark, you can mark a blade or two, and then have a second boot knife. <laughs> I I am thinking about handing my stick off to you, oh, if you want it. Oh, alright, well, let, let's just play it by ear. We'll see how it goes. Okay. I, I can go with either. Yeah, so so the there's two that are harmed but are still clinging onto the hull. One of them has a sword. <laughs> I'm just picturing now the, the Roomba with a knife taped to it. No, I, I'm picturing the knife crab. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. even better. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, I, I kind of like the idea that they are crab-like under there, but they're just covered mm. in a big semi-spherical yeah. shell of spikes. God, these things are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <laughs> uh, Ahava says, ah, clever little beasties. And then she hands her stick out to Isabel as though, do you want it? Um, I think Isabel, like, does a double take. She glances between um, the staff and Ahava for a second before she just, yeah, she accepts it and takes it. And I think, I think I am now going to use terrible power. Cool. Because I just want to just, like, grab into the nearest urchin thing 
and sort of the terrible powerful power effect being like ideally when they try to stab me the spines break rather than me <laughs> Ooh, um, cool. and i just yeah, want to wrench like it off the ship <laughs> so you are gonna be are you're just going after one? Oh, i can go after two i think since i am reckless i am going after two <laughs> yeah so i think that because you're using your your superhuman strength mm-hmm. um this is gonna be risky standard okie dokie that mm, yeah that's a two sure is yeah the dice really don't like the two of you today huh i think that you are gonna end up in a desperate position as they i think they quickly realize like these things that they can't pierce your skin so they just start covering you and trying to pin you to the hull like your face isn't covered, but you like you you had grabbed two of them, and they basically like flip around and just have you pinned. Oh fuck! Not used to this one yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're going to be in a desperate position, uh, Isabel. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? Your 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 companion here. I have a who, stick. You do have a stick, and your buddy is is pinned. I think Isabel's going to return the favor and just try poking at the one that has a hava pinned. Yeah, go for it. Or at least one of the ones that have me pinned. <laughs> yeah, if if you can get one of them unpinned, that'll get you out of desperate, because then you'll have a hand free. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for, uh, just go for one, and I'm going to push myself just because the dice have fucked me over <laughs> yeah. so many times Fair. today. So that'll be um, risky standard. All right, that's four, four, two. Four, okay. So you you swing over and, and bash this club into one of them. And it detaches, but not cleanly. Mm. And Ahava is going to take harm as this thing kind of rips at her arm as it, it falls away. So, What kind of harm are we talking? I think level two harm. Okay. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to prowess resist it if I can. Well, so it's, uh, it's Isabel's consequence. Uh. Right. So basically, you can decide if you resist that, you can like knock it off more carefully or, or change your approach in some way to make sure that Ahava doesn't get hurt. Um, but Isabel is the one who has to roll to resist. I see. You don't have to if you don't want to. No, I do. Okay. Okay. Um, it will be prowess since this is a physical thing that you're doing. So go ahead and roll that. <laughs> Two and a one. Ooh, okay. What the fuck is happening today? <laughs> so you can you can choose uh, if you want to do this, but you would take four stress. Fuck. Um, we're not, we don't even have well, so here's, yet. Here's the thing. You will have an opportunity to roll to clear your stress before you hit the Leviathan. Okay, that's good. Yeah. You're going to be on the ship for a little bit more before you get there. Okay. Uh, so, so what are my options? Two or four stress? You would take either no stress and Ahava takes level two harm, or you take four stress and Ahava takes no harm. Hmm. Josie, do you have, do you feel strongly one way or another? I actually think me taking harm will have a, a, coo- a cool story moment. Ooh. Okay, then let's do that. Uh, I'll take no stress and let Ahava take the harm then. Okay. So, yeah, this, this thing gets ripped off your arm and, and just tears at your skin as it goes, crashing back down into the sea. 
Uh, and so, a hobo, what happens? So it's level two harm? Yeah. Your your arm's all hecked up. You can write that down however you want. So vampires start with a stricture, and they get more as they become more powerful. So it's kind of like a, a vampire weakness. I took bestial. Whenever you suffer, suffer physical harm or overindulge your vice, your body twists into a horrific bestial form until you next feed without overindulging. Oh. So I think what it looks like is her getting sort of the fangs and eyes and ears of a bat for a little bit. Because, you know, that's classic. So she kind of loses her smiles and get smile and gets really angry. And that fucking happens. Um, yeah. Uh, and then she's going to try and lash out and get the rest of them off her. Okay, yeah, there's only one that's still got you got you pinned. Mm-hmm. So just going after that one will be um, risky reduced. Okay. Because it does have you partially pinned, so you're, you're limited in what you can do. Okay. I think I am going to use terrible power to just yeet it off the ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> it's bitch empty. <laughs> Yay, I got a six. Okay, Finally. and with terrible power, that is going to push that effect up to standard. So you are at uh, four out of six for clearing the hull. Uh, and you you do indeed, I think, just reach over and grab this thing by the spines and chuck it. <laughs> like, at this point, boats are, have hit the water and are, are like, scooping up the, the fallen dead spawn um, and, and harvesting them. The, there's a couple, like, angry shouts because the one that you throw just goes way outside the range of where they're patrolling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're kind of within like 20, 30, 40 feet of the ship, and this just goes whoo, off into the distance. And they're like, we're not going after that. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing about feeding it technically happens during a downtime thing. Yeah. But flavorfully, I like, I don't see why it can't happen on the fly. Yeah. So I. Can I describe something that would be feeding, and then I just like don't gain the effects until things die down? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Welcome to Because Ahava doesn't want to go back onto the ship with her with her beastie stuff out. I think she'll just uh, look up at Isabel and say, thanks, Izzy, good lass. And like... Izzy? <laughs> yep. Um, and then just like tap her on the leg in a comradely fashion. But <laughs> I, th I think when Isabel is next able to see that part of her, there's going to be a scar there. Let me, real quick, just want to check and make sure, Kim, are you okay with oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. her feeding? Okay. Just wanted to, to check on that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think that the, you know, it, it calling you Izzy and calling you good lass are things that your old captain on your first ship used to do. Yeah, and she's very confused by that because uh -huh. nobody really calls her Izzy. <laughs> yeah. Here's my question. Did she like to be called Izzy back then, or was it a thing that the captain did that got on her nerves? <laughs> Both. Okay. <laughs> All right, you've got two more ticks to, to fill to clear the hull. I, I mean, all I can do is just keep b bonking these things. Yeah, now Bonk. you do still have uh, Ahava. You can uh, assist. You can yes. take a point of stress to help if you would like. I think I am going to do that. Devil's bargains are still on the table. Uh-huh. Not yet. 
All right. So you're going to take a point of stress to, to help Isabel with this next one? Yes. Okay. So it'll be risky, standard, and you'll get uh, an extra die. Okay, finally. Okay, four, five, six. Nice. Okay, so a six. So Chris yeah, is broken, I think hopefully. <laughs> yeah. How how does uh, first Josie? How does Ahava assist with this? I almost kind of like the idea of you know when you like go up behind someone and like restrain their arms so someone else can wail on them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of do that. Grab this thing by the spines, and then Isabel just whack, 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 whack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's gonna get you to five out of six. I'm gonna, Isabel, you wanna go in and finish this off? I or do. Not Isabel, sorry, I'm. Oh, well, sorry. either of you can finish this off. Uh, you just need to clear what one about you? more. You go ahead, Ahava. I I just went. Okay. Do the honors. I think I am going to be just a- after I uh, help Isabel beat the shit out of one, I'm gonna pull up a little bit, and then just start kicking them off, like downward, stomping them. Yeah, so, um, risky standard. Okay. And, yeah, go ahead and make your roll. I got a five. Five, okay. So, yeah, you you successfully managed to to kick one of the last ones off. The rest of the the crew have, have dealt with these equally as well. You can see a few uh, torn, frayed ropes hanging where some people weren't so lucky and went down into the sea with some of these creatures. But, um, you know, for the most part, the crew's intact, knocked all these things off. The uh, the boats are out scooping them up. This is actually kind of a relief because it means that you'll be able to use these spawn uh, to chum the waters and you won't have to have any of the, the crew draw lots to get thrown in there. Sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But for your complication, or your consequence, rather, um, Ahava, you, you look up, like, as this last one falls, and you, you see, at the rail, looking down, arms kind of folded, just staring at you really intently, is uh, the, the master auger, Sacha Orlovich, who, who is the one who's been, you know, they're the, the creepy whisper type on the crew, the one who's been... Uh, doing all of the rituals to track this Leviathan. And they are just staring at you with this look of intense focus and interest. I I think Ahava looks back up at them just blankly for a minute, blinks twice, and then flashes a toothy grin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Sasha just kind of nods a little and, and walks away from the rail. Uh, and then some of the folks who stayed on the deck will, will help you know, they're, they're hauling all of you who were on the ropes back in to pull you up. And, and kind of as people are getting back up, the, uh, you, you see Sasha is, is conversing with the captain. And the captain nods and, and announces in a, a voice that, that carries easily across the deck that this is an outer defense of the Leviathan. And we're getting close. And sort of a, a ragged, exhausted cheer goes up from the crew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna get worse. <laughs> so the the engines rumble back to life and, and the ship moves forward again. This time, um everyone can sort of feel there's a, a change in the air now that everybody knows that that we're close to the Leviathan. Um there's a sort of 
electricity to the air almost as, as people are, are mentally, physically getting ready for this. Some people have, you know, rituals that they do. Some people are just spending more time with their friends. Some people are spending more time alone. But the, the ship feels different now mm-hmm. that you're, you know you're, you're close. Yep. So uh, this you can basically treat as downtime. Mm-hmm. You can do a couple downtime actions. I mean, I only have four stress. I feel like if I indulge my vice, I might overindulge. I think mm-hmm. that'll probably just mean you owe somebody money, which won't, won't really have to resolve term. this session. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll roll to uh, lower my stress then. It's- okay. Yeah, I definitely overindulged. I rolled a six. Okay. Which is fine. Yeah, I think you, you get in a little bit too deep with somebody. Uh, and and now, basically, uh, whenever you get paid, someone is going to be standing behind you with a handout. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's fine. I, uh, I think she's used to that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you owe somebody some money. Mm-hmm. It happens. Ahava. Well, I think my first action is to make sure I have an unusual weapon ready. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a hand harpoon. Okay. So you're trying to uh, acquire an asset? Yes. So I am going to say, I think for acquire asset, rather than, so normally you would roll your cruise tier. You don't really have that mm-hmm. right now. So I am instead going to say, roll whatever skill you use okay. to pull this off. Like if you're finessing it out through stealth, if you are charming the quartermaster into letting you have it, whatever your approach is, just roll that skill. That latter one sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so, is it going to be sway? Uh, yeah. It's a, <laughs> and it's a critical on two dice. Good God. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You've got a, a hand harpoon. Are you thinking, so what I'm imagining is that it's like, it has a, like a collapsible shaft so you can like hide it under a jacket mm-hmm. um and then just like pop it out to be regular size oh uh, that's cool i i also rolled to indulge my vice because that's what feeding is mm-hmm. it gives you four ticks on a healing clock so that automatically bumps my wound down to level one harm great but i did also overindulge and the way bestial works is it comes out whenever you overindulge your vice <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so after all this, I think that probably the two of you kind of get separated by your various duties mm-hmm. for a little bit after the ship gets underway again. But eventually, Isabel has lost some money. Hava has obtained a uh, a stealth harpoon. Mm-hmm. How do the two of you find each other again? And where do you find each other again? Uh, if I may. Uh huh sort of set the scene. I'm kind of imagining that Isabel's below deck now and she's by her bunk and finally got a chance to kind of, you know, patch herself up a little. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, Hava just maybe like walks in or whatever. Maybe her bunks are close to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think she comes by and the, you, you know that thing where there, if there's like a low ceiling or a beam, you kind of lean forward and rest your arms on it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh, I'm picturing. Uh huh. So, I, you know, this is a, uh, basically uh, a whaling ship. You don't have a private room. No. But I think no, that what no, it no, is no. is they're kind of like broken up into like 
little cubbies. So there's like hammocks where, or your, you know, whatever your bunks are. Um, but it's like, you're only sharing a room with maybe like six or, you know, it's you and five other people in this little cubby instead of the entire crew. Right. So it's still, everybody's cramped in together, but I can sort of see that where like all of your bunk mates are elsewhere currently. So you're alone in your room and there's like a a cloth over the doorway that can be pushed aside Mm -hmm. or drawn across. I like that. So I think Ahava comes in and does the lean and and says, everything okay, Izzy? Don't call me that. I'm fine. Fine. Isabel. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. What about you? You took a beating out there yourself. And actually, it, it there's a bandage over it, but you can kind of tell that her arm wound has healed up quite a bit. Yeah. She says, oh, I'm fine. I can take a beating. Just, you know, we lost some people and shit. Those were some nasty spawn, huh? Not the worst I've ever faced, but yeah, those things are annoying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I bet. You, uh, you ready to fight this thing? Will be if I can just tie this off. I think Isabel's just kind of struggling to finish off like an arm wrap or something, some kind of bandage or maybe something around her waist. I don't know. Ahava moves in to help. Uh, 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 okay. Uh, mm, okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, Ah, there you go. Should be good. Thanks. Why did you put your neck out like that for me back there? I mean, no reason not to, right? Sure. Yeah, I guess. It's just, uh, I I, I don't know. You hardly know me. I hardly know you. Yeah, but I mean, we're shipmates. Like, we should get along, right? Yeah, I guess. And, like, thing is, and I think at that moment... Her ears are going to start twisting into bad ears again. Mm-hmm. And she's going to just <laughs> suddenly change tone and be like, fuck! And just, like, rush into the nearest, what? like, swabby closet. <laughs> hey! Um, Isabel's going to stand up, like, and just try to follow her. It's not locked or anything, so you yeah, can no. enter it if you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think she is. She's like, hey, listen, I'm not going to tell anyone. <sighs> Thanks. But now I gotta figure out a way to get rid of this before we go on the hunt. How do you get rid of it? You gotta have, uh, some, gotta have something to eat. Uh, alright, well, why don't you just head over to the mess? <laughs> huh. Uh, well, you know, lots of people are gonna see me, and, you know, it's not like, oh. it's not like food that I need. It's, I'm just hungry, right? <laughs> Oh. You know that feeling when you're hungry and it's not oh, food and... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, wait, you do? I, I do what? No, no, I... Mm, you you don't need food food. You need, uh... I mean, you you can tell me what you need if you want, but <sighs> I, I... I don't know if I can get, get it for you, you know? Yeah, and I already took too much from you anyway. That's why this what? is... What do you mean you took some from me? When? The, what? It, with the spawn, I needed to get this to go away. And I'm, you were there, and I'm sorry, and I was hoping that you could just keep this under wraps and it wouldn't matter. No, no, we're, we're cool. We'll keep this under, under wraps, that's fine, but it, you took blood from me? N- no, no, n- not blood, adrenaline. You feed off adrenaline? Yeah, and fear and anger and stuff. When people get riled up, that and I, I can just, mmm, it's tasty. I mean, uh, I mean, I could try setting up some 
brawling out on the ship, but, like, <laughs> the captain isn't really tolerant of infighting. Uh, I don't know, maybe you could kick someone's ass at dice? Is that really gonna work? Uh, I mean, it'll be something. Uh, I mean, if you're sure it'll work, then, I mean, I could try. I mean, I'm already broke, though. I, I, I really can't. I already, I already owe some shithead some coin. If you're, if you're able to get me, like, a, like a hat. I might be able to cover some of this up. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. On the missions, no one's going to care fucking anyway. Although now it's my turn to ask, why are you being nice to me? Most people well, it- are not so magnanimous about this shit. I don't fucking care what you are. You saved my ass back there. I could have gone overboard or died and you swept in for me for no reason. So I'm just paying it forward. <laughs> You're a good kid. <laughs> Did you by any chance know Captain Ahaba Markesh? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I knew her. Last I saw, she went out after that red serpent thing. Were you on that crew? I I, I don't remember you. <laughs> wow, this is awkward. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean it's awkward? Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's me. What do you mean it's you? Nothing, nothing. Just, uh, get, if you can get me a hat, things will be cool. I'll just stay in my bunk until the mission happens. And sleep. And no, 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 everything will no, no, no. be fine. Listen, I'm going to get you a hat, and then you are going to explain some shit to me. Deal? Deal. All right. Now I have to go find a hat. Um, And, yeah, Isabel just walks away and finds her shirt to put back on. It's not too difficult to, to find, like, a, you know, a, a, a beanie cap yeah. type thing. Uh, a, a nice sailor's knit cap that, that has some some stretch to it to go over the bad ears. Yeah. You can probably find a scarf, too, if you want to get something to cover up the fangs. Not much you can do about the eyes, but mm-hmm. there's a fair few folk on here with weird eyes. I don't think anybody's going to ask too many questions. Yeah, at most, maybe they'll just guess that you're Tykerosi or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's the thing is, if you had come onto the ship looking like this, everyone would be like, oh, Tykerosi, whatever. It's the fact that you change into looking like this yeah. that right. <laughs> freaks people out. So yeah, I, you don't have to like roll for anything. It's it's easy enough to poke into a couple other bunks and just nab something. Yeah. So Isabel returns with the hat. I think she just kind of tosses it in Ahava's lap, and she's just like, "Here." Ahava carefully tucks her bat ears up into the hat and pulls it down <laughs> really, really far. She she kind of uh, f- flashes a fanged grin at Isabel and is like, "Let's talk about this in a bunk, huh? I hate hiding in the closet." Yeah, yeah. She gives finger what? guns. <laughs> what? Fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I do Captain Ahava because I am Captain Ahava. You survived? Uh, no. Hence the vampire thing. No, no, I know that. But it, like, he... How did you jump into a body? We were, uh, like, leagues from shore. Yeah, it was a really long way. How? I just went. I lost some shit on the journey, and I haven't really recovered from it at all. When I feed, it lessens a little bit. Were you always a vampire, or...? No, no, not until that fucking piece of shit. I didn't think anyone came out of there as anything but a ghost. So I was kind of glad to see you show up here. Yeah, apparently I'm hard to kill. (laughs) Well, that's a good asset to have. I wish I shared it. In this line of business, yeah. (laughs) So, what the hell have you been doing this whole time? Trying to kill the Red Serpent. 
managed to persuade a few more crews to get out there. You really want to go after that thing again? We do a little better each time. Each t- How many times have you gone after it? A few. And, what, you just sink ships? Like, not giving a fuck who dies along the way? I give a fuck when they die, but I'm doing this because I gave a fuck when I died. That thing took fucking everything. So this is kind of what I have left. Listen, Captain, I totally get where you're coming from, but you're fighting a losing battle. There is no way you're going to be able to go after that thing and get what you want. I have a lot of time on my hands. So does this thing. Yeah, so eventually one of us will have to back down. Just don't let it be you. And I I think Isabel, like, walks away at that point. (laughs) (sighs) I think Ahava lays back down in her bunk, pulls the hat outright over her face, and thinks about shit. (laughs) Thanks for listening. The crew of the Steadfast Star will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod, and visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash Magpies Podcast. The Magpies Podcast is GM'd and produced by Ree. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42 and check out rpgskillcheck.net for my copy editing and accessibility freelance site. Isabel is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter at Kim Deanna Jones. Ahava is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at Dragon Girl Josie, and watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash dragongirljosie. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin McLeod, and is used under a Creative Commons license. Leviathan Song was created by Jonathan Walton. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. Now, I'd like to thank our stupendous Patreon backers. Bjorn DL, thank you. Nate Bob Benton, thank you. Your shirt tears. <laughs> no! you, you, ruined, you ruined a really perfectly no, I, good shirt. I, I, me... I'm not minx right now. I need to not care so much about fashion. <laughs> That's true. Even That's though you're true. a vampire. Yes. Listen, uh, I did allow myself the baggy, the, the frilly pirate shirt. Yeah. <laughs>